Grab your Bibles, if you would, and turn to book of Rome, the book of Romans, chapter 12, and verses 1 and 2. Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I think I've used these verses each time that I have, uh, each time that I have spoken to the kids uh, this year, because our theme is, once again, it's transformed. And we hadn't done it in a little while, and we decided to do it again. And the whole concept of the theme is to let the kids know that, uh, as I'm going uh, to read here in a moment from Romans, but that, uh, that we are not supposed to be, uh, we are not supposed to be blending in, but rather we're supposed to be transformed. We're supposed to be something completely different from the world around us. Let's look at these verses. Romans chapter 12, verse number one says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And if you all don't mind for just a little bit, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and give a Bible lesson to these kids right here. And you can just tune in, all right? But I'm primarily going to be speaking to you guys again, all right, about the idea of sticking out like a sore thumb, all right? Because that's the way that we're supposed to be as Christians. We're not supposed to be blended in with the world around us. And interestingly, the thing that we've decided to put on our shirts is from the old show, The Transformer Show. How many of you ever watched The Transformer Show when it aired? You can put your hand down, dude. David is a super fan, so it hurts him to not put his hand up there. But I didn't because I was not born yet. But, all right, but <laughs> the 1984 Transformer show, right about the time I was born, it died. That, that, that sensation kind of was dying. Um, but it's remained popular to this day, the idea of these, these, and by the way, they are aliens. All right, if I didn't get that right, then David would be very upset at me because his, he's like a super fan of the Transformers. If you're wondering whose these are, they're David's. All right, uh, uh, but, uh, but, but they are aliens from the planet Cybertron that have come to Earth, and they, uh, they have come to Earth because their planet was destroyed and they needed a new place to hide out. And so they assume the, they assume the form of everyday Earth vehicles, and they're trying to get by. And what's funny is the show really should be called Conformers uh, because they're hiding the whole time. The whole slogan of the show is more than meets the eye. That's, that's the whole slogan of the show. And I don't know if anybody knows the theme song or not to the show. By the way, that is one of the worst theme songs of all time. It is an absolute mess. Go listen to it again. It's terrible. But for a 1980s show, I suppose... I, uh, maybe that was great then. I don't know, but uh, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. But, uh, um, but they, they take the form of, and I'm not going to bother trying to untransform this thing, uh, but they take the form of a regular vehicle, and then they transform uh, back and forth between their Autobot form and their, their hidden form as a vehicle of some kind. And that's the whole concept of the show, basically. There's some good ones, and there's some bad ones, and they fight sometimes, and that's it, all right? And, uh, and it's just a show made to, you know, uh, to entertain. But, but, the whole, but the whole idea of the show, again, is that these, uh, that, these, that these beings were hidden in plain sight, that they weren't trying to be what they actually were, uh, that they were trying to blend in. And so interestingly, don't be a transformer when it comes to the show, uh, kids, all right, because we are supposed to be different from this world around us. We're not supposed to be trying to blend in. We're not supposed to be uh, 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 trying to make other people around us, worldly people around us, happy. 
We're supposed to be following Jesus Christ, no matter what that means about what other people think about us. We're supposed to be real about who we actually are. Amen? And uh, uh, so... Uh, as Christians, it's not our goal to just blend in and look and act like everyone else to conceal who we are, right? That's describing the first part of the verse. The first part says, be not conformed to this world, okay? And that means a person who's, they're ready to switch back and forth. Hey, when you guys come to church and you come to uh, uh, Wednesday night kids club, you act one way, but then when you get around your friends in your neighborhood or you get around your friends from your school, you act a totally different way. You're, you're, you're conforming to the world, and that's not the way that you're supposed to be. That's not the way that you're supposed to be living. Amen? Uh, uh, I, a few weeks ago, I gave an illustration, and I had Miss Molly help me, uh, Miss Molly Bish, help me out with my illustration a couple weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. And uh, I, I gave the illustration of her going to the mall with her friends and dressed just like her friends, and they're all wearing the exact same shirt. And then slowly, one by one, I pulled out of my bag some of the dress-up clothes that my daughters have at my house. And I had a princess dress and an astronaut uh, and an astronaut jetpack and and some and some animal ears and all sorts of stuff. And by the end of it, she just looked like the weirdest, just the absolute weirdest girl that ever walked the earth. All right, and uh, and and I said, now how many of you think? that she looks like her, uh, like everybody else now. And of course, everybody said no. And as Christians, we're not supposed to be silly. We're not supposed to be unwise, right? We're not supposed to be goofy or unwise with, uh, with our lives, but we're supposed to be different, amen? We're supposed to be different than this world around us. And one of the ways that we're supposed to be different is we're not supposed to hide as Christians. We're supposed to be bold. We're supposed to be bold. Is anybody, can anybody tell me what bold means? What does that mean, being bold? Any of you young people up here in the front? Nobody wants to, nobody wants to talk. Amen? Uh, being bold, it means being courageous. It means, it means being afraid, yes, but knowing that what you have to do is more important than your fear and going past your fear because you know that what you have to do is greater and more important. Amen? And so we're supposed to be bold and we're supposed to be unapologetic. That means I'm not sorry for what I believe in. I'm not sorry that what I said made you upset because I believe the Bible is the word of God and I'm gonna stand on that truth even if it makes somebody upset, amen? And so uh, that's how we're supposed to be as Christians. Go ahead and turn to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. A couple pages back, Romans chapter one, verse number six. The Bible says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm gonna try this again. Can anybody tell me what unashamed means? Unashamed, what does that mean? Other than, other than, not, other than not ashamed. Yes, it means not ashamed. What does shame, what does shame mean? Anybody tell me, David, tell me. Embarrassment, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like this feeling right now. Uh, uh, and and uh, uh, the, uh, this is, this is uh, Paul writing here and says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're not supposed to be ashamed of being a Christian. You're not supposed to be scared of being a Christian. You're supposed to be bold and, and unashamed, amen? Uh, Luke chapter nine, Luke chapter nine. Luke chapter nine and verse 26. 
And this is a promise from God. This is one of those promises that, that you don't want to be on the receiving end of. Amen? There are, there are lots of good promises, but there are also some promises in the Bible we need to pay attention to uh, because they're not good for us. Uh, one, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 26 says, says this, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me, or embarrassed, right? Embarrassed. Ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. God says, hey, hey guys, look up this way, look up this way. God says, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. All right? And so we can't afford to be ashamed, especially around other people. Have any of you ever been there before? Have any of you ever been there before where, where, yeah, where you started to feel that shame kind of creep up a little bit and you knew you were supposed to be more bold and you knew you were supposed to speak up and you knew you were supposed to uh, do more here, but the pressure of every, all the eyes on you and the pressure of, of the world, it gets to you and you act in a shameful manner or act ashamed. And uh, the Bible says that God is watching that and he is ashamed of us when we are not bold enough to, uh, to proclaim his word. We are not bold enough to stand up for truth when, it, when the time comes, amen? So how can we be bold? How can we be bold? I spent a couple weeks ago telling you that you're supposed to be bold and different and you're supposed to, as a Christian, you're not supposed to conform to this world. But how can we do that? How can we be bold uh, when it comes to living as a Christian and telling others about Jesus? How can we do it? Uh, the first thing I have is realize that you are the messenger and the Lord is really the one who's, the, uh, who's given the commandment. He's the one that you're representing. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I say that a lot, but I really do love this verse. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 20. Once again, this is Paul writing here. And he said, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We turn to Paul a lot as a man who seemingly had no fear when it came to giving the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And so uh, 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 looking at his example, it's what he says here, he says, every day I wake up and realize I am, I am chaining myself to Jesus Christ. I am an ambassador in bonds. I'm his representative, but we are, we are joined. When I go and I knock on the door and I say, would you like to come to church? Or I say, do you know for sure that you're on your way to heaven? What I'm doing is I'm speaking for you, Lord. I'm bringing you with me. I'm just the messenger. And you are the one who's ultimately responsible for everything else. If somebody gets offended at you or somebody gets upset at you about being a Christian, amen, that's something you can turn and say, Lord, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that they didn't listen. They're not, they might seem like they're offended at you, but in reality, they're rejecting the word of God. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the word of God. And so that's the attitude that you have to take with you uh, when you're representing uh, the Lord. Uh, the second thing I have here is learn to love and pray for the people that you're witnessing to. You have to learn to love those people, really love them, uh, 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 in order to be bold in how you give the gospel of Jesus Christ. Turn to Matthew chapter nine. Matthew chapter nine and verse 36. I just have a few more verses and then I'm done. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. The Bible says this, but when he, and this is Jesus, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Jesus had just gotten done preaching 
and he looks out over this crowd and his eyes start to meet the eyes of the people in the crowd and he realizes, I love these people. He realizes, uh, he realizes the compassion that he has for these people and the Bible tells us there. Uh, oh, I'm going to try this one more time. What does compassion mean? Compassion. Anyone, anyone, anyone tell me what compassion means. Uh, Nathan. What's that? Helping someone. That's actually a very good way to put it. Yes, that's helping someone. I've heard it as love in action. Love in action. Not just saying I love you, but doing something because of it. And I think we can all agree that Jesus showed the ultimate compassion, didn't he, when he died on the cross. Amen. And so Jesus, he looked out and he had compassion on the multitudes and he loved them. And you say, that's crazy. I love somebody that I don't even know. That's right. Because Jesus loved you that way, you can turn around and say, I love them the same way that Jesus loves me. And that's the way that we're supposed to love the world, all right? And so, uh, so the first thing is realize that you're just the messenger and the Lord is gonna take care of everything else. The second point is learn to love and pray for the people that you're witnessing to. And the third point is ask God to take away your spirit of fear. Your spirit of fear. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. I don't know about you, but I get a spirit of fear a lot of times uh, when I'm in a, a situation where I'm, being, where I'm confronting someone or I'm being confronted about my faith. I'll have a spirit of fear sometimes and I'll realize, you know what, Lord? I haven't spent enough time praying and asking you to take this away from me. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 7 says this, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hey, when you spend time with God, when you get with God, the Bible gives us a promise here. He's not gonna give you that spirit of fear. He's gonna give you a new spirit. He's gonna give you power and love and a sound mind, and he's going to give you that boldness that you need to be a witness for him. Spend more time with God. Spend more time in his word. Spend more time on your knees praying, and you'll get that boldness. And I know a lot of you kids, I know a lot of you kids, you guys are church kids and you're in church, but there are situations and there are going to be situations where you're gonna have a friend or someone you know who's gonna challenge you on your faith and you're gonna need to be ready and bold and say, no, I serve Jesus Christ. I love the Lord with all my heart. This is what I believe and this is why. And you need to be ready to have that boldness in your life, amen? And so what do we do? What do we do when we're afraid, when we don't have that boldness? Number one, realize I'm just the messenger. The Lord is the one who's, who's, who wrote the message, amen? Point number two, learn to love and pray for the people that you're witnessing to and ask God to take away your spirit of fear, amen? Don't be, don't be conformed to this world. Don't look and act like the rest of the world. We need to be transformed and look differently and act differently if we're gonna make a difference in the world around us, amen? Thank you guys so much for listening. You did a great job.